Due to the graphic nature of this program, discretion is advised. Hello, everybody, and welcome to A Safe Space Radio on Radio Free Brooklyn. I am Francis Hall. It is October 2nd, 2021. How was your week? Mine was better than last week. Last week had lots of ups and downs, like I had mentioned on Saturday. This week was better, but one of the ups of the week before this one was going to the Feast of San Gennaro with Lucas, who is back in the studio. Sorry to have been gone last week. I also want to thank our viewers, because or our listeners rather, because um, Francis and I have made it to the leaderboards for Radio Free Brooklyn's um, talk radio. We're in the top 10. Um, and they, we couldn't do that without you. Thank you so much for, um, you know, your continued support. I know it can be a little bit of a wild ride to be with us. But <laughs> <laughs> we really appreciate all of you listening. Uh, we'll get back to the Feast of San Gennaro. You, you were saying something about the sirens for. <laughs> oh, yeah. Um, well, that, uh, uh, I right said, did somebody show. do this on purpose? Because there's there were sirens um, over the. Uh, announcement that this is not um, the opinion of Radio Free Brooklyn, which they have to put before our show, and that this is a graphic nature every time. Um, every time. Every time. <laughs> um, but I, the sirens, I was like, is this because I get arrested all the time? You don't get arrested. <laughs> I don't get arrested. Actually, I've never been arrested, um, which the government seems to like. Housing Works, who's um, I'm part of, they're like, oh, you never got arrested? This is great. This is awesome. You can still get a job. <laughs> which shows that unfortunately that even some someone like housing works can't really help somebody who has been arrested which is it's sad yeah especially when you look at uh the racial uh disparities in uh in, in, in arrest. arrests yeah you um, know because it's, a lot of it is um you know targeting and so we're targeting black people and then and we're targeting them into places also like king's county that i ended up in where i was the only white person so um, you know, I had to have probably been a little bit at fault to be the only white person there. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. I wasn't there that night, but uh, but when I talked to you on the phone that night when they were taking you to the hospital, you sounded completely lucid. I was lucid and calm, but like I think they're they're legitimately. I don't think that they should be, but they they feel afraid of me. Like that, you know. There's a, a there's been situations between me and my husband, and um, my husband claims I'm violent. Um, and I think at this point, the cops have chosen his side, which is very common in domestic violence cases where they um, choose the side of the man. And that's actually, the police actually very commonly do. But I did read somewhere that many of them themselves are domestic abusers. So they t- tend to want to, like, choose the side of the man. I'm just taking a breath on that one. Yeah, no, I mean, but they also said they, the, the same article, which was re- weird. I was like, was this written about me? <laughs> the same article also mentioned that they're very afraid of specifically white women who um, like true crime. And I, I'm I, true crime is like all I watch. So I'm a little bit concerned. I've like been flagged. <laughs> <laughs> I like to watch a lot of police dramas. I like Law and Order SVU. I like the new Law and Order organized crime. They uh, use a lot of like real cases for like Law and Order. Like they they he, it's very actually historical. Like here's something very interesting about uh, SVU. I saw a trailer 
for uh for an episode where it was clear this was before trump was president it was when he was running for president and it was clearly about trump <laughs> yeah and then the episode never aired yeah yeah like um he probably paid some money to get that he pulled strings he paid money he, yeah he got that you know he, oh, this, in this week in time he contacted vice to he, he contacted vice multiple times in one day to explain that he does not have a small or demented penis. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that happened. Yeah, like he he was he like called up Vice. He was like, no, like I think he called up himself, but they didn't really say that. But like they they said Trump contacted. They didn't say like if it was like Trump affiliates or Trump himself, but they they did write Trump contacted. So I'm wondering if like he called up himself. <laughs> It is not small. <laughs> it is not demented. It demented quite, wasn't the word they used, it but is, it was similar. My penis is bigly. Bigly. Very bigly penis. <laughs> and I think the, the article said maybe that he, he called up more than once. <laughs> I just wanted to call again. Bigly. Not sad. Um, Feast ascend an arrow. We had a lovely date, um, and um, we went on the like um, Ferris wheel. We went on the Ferris wheel. I haven't posted those pictures yet. I haven't been on a Ferris wheel, I think, since a long, long, decades. It's been decades. Did you post those pictures? I did not. I did not post those pictures. Well, we'll post them this week. We'll do a little album. Uh, And we went to, we went to, we did, we did all all the things we said we were going to do. We went to Lucy's for the sausage and peppers. We did not pick it because it has my um, alter ego's name. It just happens to be <laughs> the best. And Lucy is the Lucy is a name that like um, it it well it technically means light, but it sort of means excellence. And you could tell who was in the know. All right, there, there were sausage and pepper stands. No one was going to. No one was. Going. No one was going to. And rather than go to you know Pete's sausage and peppers that that where you don't have to wait, fucking wait for Lucy's sausage and peppers, which by the way is mostly sausage and onions. See, my husband made me go to the stand that you didn't have to wait at. Really? Like, that's like the problem with him. Oh man! Like, that's no. Of, that's the type of person he is. It's He's just, like they're all the same. And I'm like, no, they're like not, babe. They're babe. not. They're not. <laughs> they're not. And especially like if if you're if you're if you're the one that does it right, you're going to be doing volume. And when you're, when you're doing volume, your stuff is going to be fresher. If there aren't people buying from you, your shit sitting around. Yeah, exactly. And you're like keeping meat for a few days and stuff because like the, the, it's a multiple day event. Yeah, <laughs> it's eleven day event. Yeah. That's the thing. So you like, want you want to go so and and also that it was good. Uh, it's also smart to go early. You know, we were, we were there on like the third day or something. Yeah, you, you want to go there. You on, don't want to go when they're using their like scraps. <laughs> you don't want to go when they're scraping up the scraps. Yeah. <laughs> uh, we went on the Ferris wheel. Now this is an interesting Ferris wheel. This is different from uh, the ones that uh, that w- when I was growing up, when you're sitting next to each other and there's a metal bar in front of you and you could fucking slip out. <laughs> this was like a, it had a, a pod. And it had, and and you were facing each other. By the way, we have the windows open tonight, so you're gonna hear some sounds in New York. It's just the way it is. Yeah. You know, some some sometimes uh, I'm 
I, I got to have perfect sound quality. Close the windows and sweat. You know? One of the rappers has a song about this where he's like, I close my new, like windows because I'm in New York. Like, and I'm yeah. like, yeah, basically. <laughs> yeah, so we're in this pod and we're facing each other. And I got to admit, when I got up to the top, you know, and they're letting people in and we're just there, sitting there, I was a little scared. I was a little scared. I was a little bit like, oh, I hope I don't jump out of this. (laughs) I was like, don't ruin your date. (laughs) Don't jump. (laughs) Don't jump. I was like, I was like, I don't think it's tall enough anyway, but. (laughs) And it was really fun. Uh, We did not. We avoided the carnival games, uh, which which saved us a lot of money. You said you wanted to play. And I was like, no, I I play the ones where you're playing against other people. But there was nobody there because yeah, but there 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 was too early in the day. There was no one there. But if you're just playing against the carny guy, don't do that. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. We don't do that. There there are very there were very few that you played against other people though. If you notice, I know there, there was only less like than usual. Maybe one or two. Yeah, I, I like the one where you where you where you where you where you squirt the water into the clown mouth and the and the balloon goes up. That's one of my favorites. I was like raised not to not to play games like that. Like I was like you know like I have very practical parents. And like even I was, against other people, where was, absolutely someone's gonna win. I was raised like this shit is a scam, and like we don't fall scams in our family. You All can, the other ones are scams. You can imagine, like Joanne, like, <laughs> <laughs> and like my father too. He like hates being like scam. You know, my father's like you know. So we like did not like. I've never played like a card game in my life, like that dead serious. Which at that point is a little bit sad. Like maybe you should try. Next year. Maybe I should try like one against, the, we should go late and I should try one against other people. Yes, when you're playing against other people. Because and first watch for a couple of games because there's usually one that 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 continues to win. One or two that, that are just, that are just. Uh, and so like, let those people leave? Yeah, wait until they leave. Wait until then, they leave. Then, then you, you get on the winning ones. Yeah, because it's all brand new people. Been watching this shit since I was a kid. My whole life, I've been watching this. See, I haven't been eyeing them though. I, it's, it feels like a waste of money. But like sometimes you just have to like try things and like waste a little bit of money because it's fun. Or the ones where they give you a practice shot and you always get it on the practice shot, and then they switch, the, ball. they, they switch balls on you. <laughs> they switch the balls on you. That's why you can't get it on the ones where you paid and you could win a prize, but you always get it on well, the practice. So shot. I, what I did play is like. Um, I had this girlfriend, Becky, who she allowed me to play, like, for the first time in my life, she let me play like, an arcade game, you know, um, because, like, nobody had ever let me, like, play these games. And so I was, like, I just mentioned that to her, like, oh, I've never played the like, claw game. And so at the movies, they have a claw game. I won. I'm actually really good at it. I won every time. And then right before it moves in, it just opens the thing if you win. It it it, it opens up the, like, it doesn't let you win, like. Oh, man. I don't know if everyone does this, but then she looked it up and she said this is like a common scam where like you'll win the thing. And it, like I'm talking like it had been fully the whole stuffed animal was in there, not like a dangling thing. Like each time like I'm actually like I've only played the game a few like a couple of times, but I'm excellent at it. And every single claw got on on a stuffed animal like fully and no none of them went in. <laughs> so like. That's a pretty bad like ranking, like so. Um, but because she was like, I've never seen anyone win at this game, but I'm I'm just like excellent at it. I guess like these are the things I'm like left from these things that I'm excellent at. My like, untapped potential. I read about <laughs> I read about this uh, recently. Uh, a marked man. What this is is uh, in a, in a 
this is more happens with like traveling car- carnivals. I mean, a not- marked man is also like a, it's a big term in stripping. Um, like a mark is like um, somebody who like is easy to grab money from. Right, and, and like the, and, all, the other girls are going to tell each other, and everybody's going to try to grab. This, money this is how they do it in, in, the, in the traveling carnivals. Um, if one person finds someone to be uh, easily ripped off, they'll put their hand in a little bit of flour and pat the guy on the back, so he's literally marked. So the other carny people know, oh, this guy's a sucker. Yeah, I mean, in, in stripping, in strip, in dressing rooms, we have like I probably shouldn't be saying these secrets, but we, have, <laughs> but we have dressing rooms, so you know, like the dressing rooms, like you can always share secrets. Um, and I mean, but for me, I'm actually I don't actually mark the guy as much as I say to the guy, "Can you can you pay a bunch of my friends too?" Yeah, well, that's I just not, actually nicely. No, say. that's not that's not being a sucker though. That's like some people like to be generous in strip clubs, and that's great. And that's you just want to tell good. all the other girls, yeah. you know. So I think, but like, so, I think sometimes the mark is more of the guy who's being an asshole in the strip club, but you can still get money from him. Okay, and you like, there's like tricks to get money from him. And then you share the tricks. You're like, oh, if you do this to him, he like, yeah. Can't. Don't share that on the air. Don't give away stripper tricks. Don't don't give away stripper tricks. I know, but in some ways, you want to like let the girls know, like make friends at the strip club because like that's really where you make a lot of your money. Is like if you if you're a new stripper and like you know, I mean, I am about to move home, and I really like the last time I really didn't want to move home. How I did it was like my boss. He told me like. You need to make friends with the girls. Like, that's where you... And I, and I did. I found an apartment. Like, that's where you're going to find an apartment. That's where you're going to find these things. And, like, I, that worked for me. Like, you you know, a big part of, like, working at a strip club and working in sex work, even if you're doing sex work from home, you know, there's a lot of, like, not unions, but, like, groups that you can, like, meetups and stuff. You need to, like, make friends with the other girls and, like, get a community from it. And, like, don't do it by yourself. You know, like, don't... I, I understand the hustle vibe where you think, I'm just going to go in and make my money and not make any friends but um you know instead of having this mindset i think some girls do like i'm better than them or i don't or i'm not gonna fit in i'm not as hot at them or there's just a lot of different mindsets that they have just you know make friends with the girls as you know i worked in a strip club also as a host and mc and you also made friends with the girls i did i did but this was during a period in my life where i had determined I was not going to have sex with people at work. No, that's <laughs> a like, good oh, idea. Man. That's a good idea because I, I think the strip club owners like don't appreciate when you're fucking all the girls. Like you can pick maybe one girl to fuck. Like I had like one girl I was fucking, but I was not like fucking all my friends at the strip club, which I think you know my boss appreciated. No, you know why it was good because I also did the lineup. And the person that does the lineup, it's wrong. It, it, you know that this is this is this is how you people's money. This is your money. Yeah, you want to go. You want to be on stage during when there's the biggest crowd. Uh, you don't want to be at the beginning of the evening. You don't want to be at the end of the evening. You know. So I had to do it. You know, in a fair way. I did it in a fair way, and and no, and of course the girls were always trying to fuck me and of course they were gorgeous but uh eventually it got out no he, he's fair Francis says of course because like wherever he goes he gets like sex offers like yeah. oh i didn't mean well, no no yeah, no no right, that's, that's what true. you mean no <laughs> <laughs> like like there's girls who are like lesbians in the burlesque scene who have fucking there's girls like all the girls like i have a lot of boyfriends or like a lot of men i like sleep with not a lot of boyfriends Francis is really my only like boyfriend boyfriend but i have a lot of men i sleep with and like um 
and Gary's my boyfriend, boyfriend too. But you know, so I have like two boyfriend, boyfriends. But then there's people who like come in and out. And these girls, like, I've made offers for them to like fuck me and my friends before, and they're all like, no, no, no. Then they see Francis and me on vacation, and they're like, can I come? <laughs> and, and, like, and like, Francis just attracts like attracts women very well. But on this, of course, I was I was referring to because I was in a position of power. I could make I could help them make money. Yeah, it wasn't. But yeah, there's there's that too. Um, <laughs> there's anyway, that too. There's that too. And I'm and I'm glad. And that, you're only looking younger. And recently yeah last couple of years francis is on a well he, we've talked about this before but francis is on a workout journey um and like a health journey and just he, he he keeps a schedule he does a lot of like you know i think keeping a schedule is really important um it's really hard i i can attest to the fact that it's really hard to keep a schedule i also keep a schedule because i go into my program like every you know i do um like a mental health program it's sort of Francis is showing me his guns right now, which are bigger than mine. Um, but she said, he was like, I'll never be as muscular as you. And then I was like, I told him, I was like, no, I can tell you're like naturally strong. Like you're going to make, like build muscle quicker than me. And he was like, didn't believe me, but he did. Like, <laughs> you're proud and you're mad. I'm, I'm really, really proud. First of all, like more proud than I'm mad. But then there's that little bit of like, you see it in the pictures we take where I'm like, <laughs> he's got more definition than me son of a bitch I've been doing this my whole life two fucking years he's been at it god damn it but I'm also like um, born a female It's so that's just like really like common in female bodies to have like a little less like to be a little more soft yes yep uh, what else with San Gennaro? But they kept trying the carny guys. They they were targeting me. They targeted you. They targeted me because I, I had a date. You were on a date. Because I had they a thought date. he would you would try to win me like a stuffed animal. Yep. yep. Literally, I already own those stuffed animals from the dollar store. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They, they, <laughs> the same stuffed animals because yeah, they, they are fucking because dollar after, store. After they can't sell them at the San Gennaro Fest, they they bring them to the dollar store, which is is probably their stupid choice because you should hold on. You don't want like whatever stuffed animal you like like market bought from like they probably wouldn't have them at the dollar store if it wasn't for them uh, and then they bought them from china brought them there and now i know i can buy that at the dollar store so i don't want it anymore when it, when you go to six flags they have ones you can't get anywhere else and then i'm kind of like i do want that doll i can't i've never found before crispin can you win me that but I, I i never did that to him but like there were days when they were targeting him and i was like no do it, do it. <laughs> I, I really want that doll and he couldn't win but but he, I didn't tell him to because I knew he couldn't win. <laughs> like with you, like you you probably could win, but like no, Christmas is not going to win. I no, no, you can't win. It's it's <laughs> that you can't win, especially the ones that you really like. Like oh, if you do like eventually, iPad? if you do eventually, like manage to beat the game, they're like, oh no, that's if you win three times. <laughs> yeah, and, and, and like, they like changed the rules. Uh, yeah, yeah. Like I think they like made a big deal when we were walking by that somebody like won an iPad, but I don't think he really won. Like I think they were saying like if you get that more times, that's what you'll win. Like I think because like I never saw them hand him the iPad. Well, also just like three card Monty, they there are people that are that are working with the Carney guy, so that, they make him they win. win. Yeah, yeah. They, the so friend. it looks like you can win the friend. Yeah, and yeah. it's just a box they give you. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, you see someone win big against a carny guy, that's his buddy. Yeah. <laughs> Cause like I saw I literally like think I saw somebody win an iPad and I was like, Did you just see that? And you were like, No, but I like 
I really did see the guy say like, choose one of these. And it was an iPad. And I was like, that's yeah, that's what you saw. His buddy His buddy. Yeah. Yep. Yep. Can't believe we've done 20 minutes on this, but we've kind of been all over the place. We've been, we, we talked about a lot of things. Uh, let's, let's move on. Uh, last Tuesday, we both had things going on. It was your best friend's wedding and it was an art star scene reunion. Let's hear about the wedding. Um, yeah, my friends, Peter and Magdalia got married. They're my absolute best friends. They care for me so much. They're, they're very, very, very close with me. Um, and they are just like such a good couple. Like they, they should have been married a long time ago. You know, they, they're just such a great couple. Um, and so it was really lovely for everyone. Um, we we had some good music. Um, like, I don't DJ know. DJ band or? No, she DJed. She like picked the music beforehand. Smart. Yeah. Um, it, then you know you're going to hear what you want to hear and you'll save a lot of money. Yeah, her grandmother and her sisters weren't too happy with it. But like her sisters, like the DJ wouldn't have known what her sisters wanted either. It was like stuff. It was like specific hip hop that we'd never heard before. Like, you know what I mean? They were like, and it, that wouldn't have made the grandmother, that would have made the grandmother even more unhappy. So I think Dahlia's music was like a mix in between what the grandmother wanted and the sisters wanted because everyone was still dancing. So if you can get everyone dancing, you did a good job as a DJ. You know, she got everyone dancing. So they were still complaining, but like there was good dancing. So, and, um, and where, where was the wedding and the reception? It was at Top Quality, which is where Dahlia works. I don't know if she wants to say that in there. Yeah, no, I mean, yeah, go go support her. Um, yeah, I mean, you, you just said it was great. <laughs> yeah, it's just great. It's just, it's great, like, Mexican. They have, like, mezcal margaritas like that are, like, on tap. Like they. Oh, they, my God. And so like, you can you get oh You, you want to drink. It's actually a great place to go just go drinking, too, because you want to drink, and it's, like, gets there immediately, but it's, like, really fancy, like, really, really fancy cocktails. They have, like, 16 margaritas on tap, like, and they just pour this for you, and it's, like, there a minute later. But they also have, like, all the meats are, are like, paired with a very specific salsa, it's like a, it's like artisanal, like in many ways. Um, Adrian just posted something today about artisanal came up because Adrian posted so much about how he hates that word, but <laughs> artisanal. <laughs> yeah, he hates the words like slow mo artisanal. He, he made like a little, a little. I hate the word mouthfeel. What? What? I hate the word mouthfeel. No, I heard you, but like, <laughs> what does mouthfeel mean? It's like uh, when you're describing a. a a texture plus a flavor. I don't know what the fuck it means. I, 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 <laughs> you, just, you haven't read into it. This is gross. This is a gross word. And it's also like, doesn't sound like one word. Like it's, it's really one word. They put it together. I'll look it up. Sounds. Uh, but anyway, um, she works there. It's, it's in Long Island city. So, um, it's quite popular. Um, it's called top quality. Um, look it up and go. But, um, they and they do have an event space upstairs, so if they're not like disrupting the restaurant when you when you um, book, which is really nice. Um, like they have an entire event space. Mouthfeel, one word: the physical sensations in the mouth produced by a particular food. I just like feel like it doesn't make sense that that's one word. Like I don't like words that, like don't make sense. Like it's just like grammatically does not make sense. Like you would not mouthfeel is not one word. Like they're like nope. That's not one word. That is not one word. It is a fundamental sensory attribute which, along with taste and smell, determines the overall flavor of a food item. I disagree. I'm with you. It's not one word. It, it is one word, but it shouldn't be. And it's also like kind of sounds gross. Like the idea of mouthfeel, like 
It sounds gross. I don't want to like think too. It sounds like something like Renfrew would have come up with. Renfrew is my eating disorder program, and they'd be like, describe the sensory experience you're having in your mouth. What What does the mouth feel for you? What What is What is What do you smell while you're eating this? What do you What do you What are the textures? And if you're like, oh my god, you're making me want to eat even less. <laughs> Is that the point where I can, if I can still eat through this, I can eat through anything? Sometimes that program drove me nuts, but um, I am a proud graduate of the Renfrew Center. Francis loves the Renfrew Center. He feels like, I mean, it, and it like, did help. Like he, you know, he like actually took like the lessons we learned there to heart and like adjusted like our, our like portion sizes so that, that they're that of what a nutritionist approves of. Like he, he just like listened to the lessons and did it. I was like, I went there for three years and I was like, uh, I'm not really sure. You're right. <laughs> <laughs> like, like one day I was like, I didn't actually expect you to adjust the, the meal plan to what they said. And you were like, babe, that's why we go there. <laughs> <laughs> no, I think they do very good work. I think they do excellent work. I think that the staff is very well, is very knowledgeable and very well trained. And I think they take on something that for, for decades, maybe centuries, was handled incorrectly. Yeah, I mean, it was actually not handled at all. And like the thing is, is um, it's the number two. Like anorexia is like the number two killer. Like something like I think it's like uh, like after suicide is. Like, and it's not just anorexia. They they also deal with people who oh, yeah. overeat. They deal with all all eating disorders. You know, all eating disorders. There's a list of eating disorders because like you can have like um, texture problems. Like a lot of people who have. There's a lot of people who um, have different disorders that cause them to have texture problems, and they like, are fit. It's called, and they actually like, can't physically like get the food down. Um, I have a little bit of that, which makes me people think I might be autistic, um, which probably I probably have that too, babe. <laughs> you might be somewhere on the spectrum. I think I am a little on the spectrum. Like it's because I have the like the eating problems of that. Like I have, I, I'm a little bit. I'm a little bit, a little bit on the spectrum, probably. And you do also have the, uh, uh, some, you have areas of artistic genius. But then I also have like social like areas that don't, don't go that well, even though like I, I'm social. Like I think people, they never caught it in me because I am social, but like I'm awkwardly social. Yeah. I Let's go. Uh, I'll talk a little bit about the uh, art star scene reunion. Um, I, I, I did pretty well, but, um, I was, after an hour, I got there at eight thirty. at nine thirty. uh, I, I felt a lot of social anxiety. Yeah. I didn't say goodbye to anyone. You just, like, I, 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 was, I, had, I was, I, I was, uh, outside already having a cigarette. I looked around, I realized nobody, I wasn't near anybody that no one would notice. And I, and I. I took off. LaRocco said, LaRocco said, you were like Batman. You just disappeared like Batman. I once did something terrible and it truly was not because I was trying to not pay my bill and it's just once it happened in my life. But I had such bad social anxiety, had such a bad panic attack where I like could not go back into the restaurant and like pay the bill. I'm not sure if they had my card or not. They might have been still able to charge it. They might have had my card, but like if I, if they had my card, I canceled it. If they didn't have my card, like they didn't have my card. Like, I just remember, like, having to flee. Like, I was like, I have to go, like, right now. And, like, I got a cab. Like, I just, like, had to go. 
and I he felt really bad about it. Um, they might have had my card, so they were able to charge it. Like I'm not. I felt really bad about it, but I just felt like I can't go back in that bar. I can't mm-hmm. go back in. Yeah, that's how I felt. And it, but it was great, you know, to see the people from the surf reality days, from the collective unconscious days. Um, this, you know, people that I'm going to let this go by. Uh, people that that we have a, a a common bond, and they're all very very artistic people. And then there are also people there that never once got on stage that were just people who were audience that just loved what we were doing as art stars the the stuff we were doing uh because it because it really was different and unique and it wasn't you know so uh you know it wasn't white male guy doing stand-up although there was a lot of that (laughs) there was also a lot of stuff that was just very different and very creative and it was great to to see those folk uh, One time I asked you to do the do the open mic again, and you you said you couldn't because of all the bad x. All all of, all the bad stand up comedy. <laughs> yeah, you said oh you were God. like I can't I can't listen to it again. Like I can't, <laughs> I can't do it again. I can't as much as I loved the the awesome stuff. And then you have to like you have to go back on stage after they've just like totally blown, and you have to pretend like they haven't just blown. You have to make it better. Which is like how you do have you to make bring it the audience back, you know? Yeah. And I was good at it. Obviously, the thing was uh, lasted over lasted six hundred seventy eight weeks, thirteen years. Was written up in every newspaper and magazine. Just about. Oh, I got to read this because I don't want to talk about myself. <laughs> 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 I, I'm going to get out of that one real quick. Uh, you're listening to a safe space radio on Radio Free Brooklyn. Radio Free Brooklyn's mission is to provide a free and open platform to our community and promote media literacy, education, free expression, and public art. We rely primarily on donations from listeners like you. We really do. We really do. We haven't been able to rent the space out for podcasts and other things that we have done in the past. Due to to COVID. To make money due to COVID. Every dollar helps us stay on the air and allows us to continue our work in the community. We are a 501c3 nonprofit organization, so all contributions are tax deductible. Please support with a monthly pledge or a one-time donation at RadioFreeBrooklyn.org slash donate. If you're an Amazon shopper and would like to donate in a way that costs nothing to you, not a nothing, go to RadioFreeBrooklyn.com slash Amazon and register Radio Free Brooklyn as your Amazon Smile charity. Every time you shop, a portion of your purchase benefits Radio Free Brooklyn. So just do that. Just do that. RadioFreeBrooklyn.com slash Amazon. Uh, I haven't done it yet because I don't use Amazon that much, but I am going, I do just have an for account. Just and, and I, I do have a, con- uh, uh, <laughs> I do have an account there. So I'm going to do that myself uh, before I buy anything We use Amazon for the most Amazon. bizarre things. Like we're I like know. dildos, sheets, and then I was like trying to get him to buy me a, like a little mini inflatable pool we, we should have gotten that. If you if you'd like to listen to Radio Free Brooklyn when you're not in front of your computer, please download our free mobile app for iPhone and Android, available in the App Store or for iPhone or the Google Play Store for Android. That's free. This is also free. Please be sure to subscribe to our monthly newsletter for the latest news about new programming and upcoming Radio Free Brooklyn events. You can sign up 
at RadioFreeBrooklyn.org slash newsletter. Calvin does it so much better than me. Calvin has a really good like radio voice. He does. Yeah. And he also has it memorized. Oh, yeah. He so doesn't he, doesn't, read he doesn't read it at all. He's like literally not looking at anything the whole time. I hope you're listening, Calvin. <laughs> we like the way you do things. We miss you. I like the way you do your groove. Also at the Art Star Scene Reunion, there was no one there that I didn't like. Wow. I know. I know. Uh, I'm not going to say her name, but it starts with a V and ends with a Velocity. <laughs> oh, so you've gone to be full on public about not liking Velocity. <laughs> well, I've waited for this day. I've waited for years for this day. How did you figure out who I was talking about? <laughs> I've, I've waited for years for this day because, um, because I was always like, that's his friend. I'm just going to be as nice as I have to be as nice as for years, for years. And then I always told him like, you do what you want to do. I'm never going to tell you what to do on this. And then one day he came to me and he was like, he didn't want to be friends. But I still thought we had to like pretend to be her friend on the air. But now I guess we don't. <laughs> I'm gonna hate that bitch. <laughs> <laughs> we, we probably shouldn't do this. Yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna move on. But 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 not without saying, um, yeah, th- there are some people I have problems with. Um, I think and- she knows it's yours. I think she know. Like, I think like you know she's not a complete like. She's not a complete idiot. Like, like we don't like her, but she's not a complete idiot. She knows, like, this art show scene is your thing. It's not just your thing. It's also Rev Jen's thing. And I'm your, you and Rev Jen's adopted child. Even though Rev Jen and I have had our beef, like, I think Rev Jen and I are in a good place now. You guys are in a good place. We're in a good place. I, I think I'm, I think you guys adopted me a little bit. But you <laughs> know, there, there is a part of me that, that, you know, since I have been working so hard on myself that kind of did want to see the people I don't like. <laughs> yeah, you just wanted to be like, look at how hot I am. <laughs> is that awful? Is that terrible? No. Whatever, it's true. No, I mean, even your sister gets jealous of you now. So, And your sister is like very gorgeous. So if Nancy's getting jealous, like you have a lot to, you have a, you have a lot going on because Nancy, um, Nancy's gorgeous. Like, right? Like she's, oh, he's actually not here. I'm telling, I'm asking him if, um, but Nancy, his sister Nancy is like really, really, really gorgeous. So if she's getting a little bit jealous of the way you look, that's um, saying a lot. <laughs> yeah, I don't know if she is or not, but uh, you know, it, it might be. There, one day there was a, like he he questioned if she got a little jealous, and I was I'm, like, I'm, I was like, if you made Nancy jealous, you're you're really going places in life. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, so yeah, it was, um, maybe I make my brother jealous with the radio show, um, because he always wanted to do like the radio, you know, he did it in college, but, and then, and I, but I, I can imagine if he did listen to my radio show, he would be like, you're playing that lame. (laughs) I don't think he would like my, I think he would be like, I raised you better than this about the music I play, but. I like the music I play, so I don't care if he doesn't like the music I play. <laughs> yeah, I uh, want to say his name, Lon Devitt. Thank you for putting it together. Uh, he got us an open bar from 8 to 10 p.m., um, which I didn't take advantage of because I, I only I was only there for... There, it was for the first 20 people, you got an armband. For, and it's like, I'm only going to... I knew that I, I was, did take advantage of the open bar at the wedding. Well, sure. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> you were there for a while. 
for me to get one of the one of the twenty armbands when there are like over sixty people, maybe a hundred throughout. You would the have evening, to be there really early. Well, no, that's not the point. The point is, it, it wouldn't it wouldn't make sense because I only had one drink. Let's save it for the luscious. <laughs> totally, and and your scene has it, I and mean, that's the, yeah. part of how you survive so long. Is like they, and honestly, like you know, like the view, like the listeners for like this, and and your viewers, like. Those are the real people who like make the scene is the people who come to like contribute to it. Like not the people who make it, I think, but the people like our fans and the people who like, you know, that's who's really like makes a community. So uh-huh. they deserve it, you know, because um, you wouldn't you wouldn't have been there without them. Yes. You know, like you like you have to give back um, even if it's giving back in form of drinks. Yes. <laughs> that's giving back to you. I mean, I really do want to say, oh, yeah, I do. Francis just wrote me a, man, a note. Do you want to mention OnlyFans? Francis, did you you read that? Yeah, yeah. I didn't want to say it on the air if just you didn't want to I talk didn't about wanna, it. Right. No, I do. Thank you, thank you, Francis. See, Francis is very good. He's a very good boyfriend. Um, I'm I'm starting OnlyFans. Um, some of these videos are actually going to be filmed out of my mother's house, which is a little bit more kinky. But she does not view my art stuff. Like, other than Facebook, she's, like, which she's blocked on, she's never, like, viewed my my art things. She doesn't, like, go and, like, click the links. She doesn't do that. So she's not going to find out it's at her house. Um, I'm starting to do porn. Just mildly. I'm not going to do, like, pay. I'm not going to do, like, you pay a subscription. Just, like, if you want a specific video, you buy that. Um, Amanda Whip does that kind of stuff. Just, like, sells a specific video. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I think I. Uh, I know that she does. She does custom. She does custom videos for people. I, I will. I'm also willing to do custom videos. Like if you can reach me on like Facebook or Instagram, or I have a really weird email: lightning bolts glowing without a G. So lightning bolts glowing without a G. Yep, I was high without the second G. Without the second G, of course, glowing with G in the beginning, but not the second G. So glowing. I, that was because somebody else already stole lightning bolts glowing, not because I want, wanted to be hip. But um, um, at gmail.com, and I'd be happy to make you a video. Um, I have done that in the past before. I mean, I've done a lot. I've done quite a bit of sex work, but it's all been like thrown in my lap. Like it's just been like somebody asked me for it that day, and I'll be like, sure. None of it's been like planned where I've like started an OnlyFans or anything like that. So this is a begin. This is me beginning. Um, and if you do just you know want to be there for some free pictures, I'm going to be posting free pictures um, on the site too. But and how do they find it? Um, it's Lu- Luca because I want to bring in my Lu- Lu- Lucille and my Lucas friends, and because I don't know that I my OnlyFans site is quite the place for me to talk about DID, but I'm not sure that I'm not going to do that either <laughs> um, but it's l-u-c-a l-u-c-a t-i a-m-o-r-e is my um luca tiamore for only fans and clearly i'm supportive yeah so yeah i i, I, I just ernie was like i'll be a reviewer i was like <laughs> but um what's that he, he wants to review the porn 
And is that <laughs> is that something like people? No, go, I don't actually want reviewers. That's just, oh okay. He, he, he's oh asked, he's just looking for free porn. He's, he's just looking for free, free porn. <laughs> 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 but Ernie has like there's there's been a period of time where Ernie paid part of my rent, so like I don't know that I can charge him for the porn because like everything that like at this point like I owe him because he paid part of my rent for like a year. And, like, it wasn't, like, a small part. It was, like, he paid me, like, $400 a month. Like, so, like, I think I might owe him some free porn. Yeah, yeah, I think so. Yeah, you know what I mean? Like, if so, like, when he asks for review, you just have to, like, send him over the porn. Oh, I want to mention But, you know, this. today I was with a friend on the phone. So, it, I'm not saying there, there there's no need for reviewing. And I was, like, helping them, like, figure out, like, how helping me figure out how far away to be from the camera and, like, like being like from the phone like i was like is my vagina can you see my vagina in this shot like and like so like there's there is room for my very very close friends and i'm saying this only my very very close friends none of the rest of you reach out Um, unless you helped me get past david and then um you you're also part of my very close friends list now (laughs) i one of our listeners helped me get past david i'm not going to say their name in case they don't want me to but um they can get the free porn too Okay, I want to mention something. Uh, so, Radio Free Brooklyn, the studio has some new rules. We're doing contact tracing, and we're also doing for our guests. We're we're doing temperature checks, uh, and the 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 thing to do the temperature check does not is work. Really easy to use, so simple. It is also uh, it is it is something technical. Therefore, I could not work it properly. So, for now. We're not going to be having guests. It's going to be. I'm going to see if I can get it to work because I've gotten those to work before. Like, let's see. Well, I'm am moving, but not yet. So. So it's going to be me, Calvin, uh, Lucas, and if neither of them can make it, I'm going to do music shows. All right, cool. Or you could do Collins and stuff. Or Collins. Yeah. So I know I know how much I love having guests in the studio. I know that it's that it's always better. Are you sure you can't just like studio. learn? It's, uh, maybe next week we'll play around with it and see if I can teach you and see if I can teach myself and then teach you. It's just a temperature. It's machine. so simple. It is the simplest thing. I've worked them before. Like I, it looks like a common. T- I think we'll be able to work it out. Like I, I didn't try. Francis, like I could have read the instructions. That might have helped. Uh, Francis, it said I I was ninety three, which I do sometimes run really low. I'm like a vampire or something. Yeah, and then it said I was. 91, but then it said he was ninety one, which so, is not. So then I was like, okay, no, this is wrong, um, because Francis does not run really low. So I don't run low. Yeah, so I might be running like higher than normal because I, I was higher than you. That's crazy. I really run like I, I run didn't. Really low. I didn't work the fucking thing right. That's what happened. Yeah, it's the, not broken. Yeah, it's it's. Put something technical in my hand, even a fucking <laughs> thermometer that 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 a door guy at a bar, not to knock them. So don't let Francis babysit. <laughs> <laughs> no, because I can use a real f- thermometer. But nobody has. Everybody has that thermometer now. Well, I, I I'll bring my own. <laughs> <laughs> can you imagine? You show up. actually when I was in fourth grade, I started nannying, and I used to bring like my own like little bag. Like I was so prepared because you're in fourth grade and you're a little nervous. You're like, so I used to bring a bag of like books, like toys, and like. Like some weird things, like thermo- like just in case they didn't have it. Like I brought like a 
a bag for emergencies. And I was like, I always had like a book in there. Um, yeah, like a, like some toys in case we got bored. Like, and the kids liked it because then they got to play with new toys and stuff like that. But it was a little weird that like you show up with like your backpack, your fourth grade, and you're, it's just a little weird they were nanny, letting me nanny in fourth grade. <laughs> <laughs> but, you know, I was very responsible then. And, I, and I'm not violent, 83rd Precinct, because... I was allowed to nanny in the fourth grade. How violent could I be? One time they ran outside naked and they were bigger than me. <laughs> and I couldn't get them back inside. And then I felt really defeated that day. I was like, fuck. Just as like, I was just like, I think I was in fifth grade. And I was like, this is just the worst day <laughs> of my life. And I, all the neighbors, like, I know them because it's, like, a really small town. Like, Francis has talked about my town on the air before. It was, like, in the New York Times. It's, like, a Pleasantville, you know what I mean? Like, and, like, these kids are running outside naked, you know? And, like, there's a lot of stories in my life about people running outside naked. Yeah, yeah. Your your mother has moved to a, a new town. That has, and, that has like, and it is, 20% it is, more black people. It is 86% white. Instead of ninety nine percent white, actually more diverse than no, yeah. where she was before. Instead of ninety nine percent white, nine, it's, I think it's, it, I think it's ninety seven or ninety eight. No, it, it was like ninety eight point nine. It was like really bad. It was real bad. I was like, yeah, we have like three, like, and we only, and only one of those people is actually black. Like everybody else is like, you know, like there's like maybe two black families, um, and then there's like, you know, they probably include the Jewish families for the diversity. No, no. <laughs> not for racial. Well, there, there was literally for diversity. Yes, literally, but not for racial. Breakdown. Literally, there was only one more. There was only like one Jewish family. I was friends with all, but I will say I was friends with all the diverse kids. Like I, I had like them collected, not not on purpose, just because like those were the pe- cool people to hang out with in town, and everybody else sucked. No, I'm sorry. I'm sorry if you're listening from Medfield. You guys have really come far. <laughs> oh yeah, I meant to do this last week. So in my um the album that I played last week, I take a swipe at the town of Tappan, North Dakota. I want to apologize for that. Uh the people in Tappan, North Dakota are wonderful, hardworking, loving, kind, uh just great people. It was just the guardian that I w- was living with uh, was abusive. Was very abusive to me in in many ways. Um, and psychologically abusive, physically abusive. And I'm proud of you for saying this. This uh, is, you know, this is how people move forward is by people being transparent about this. I'm proud of you for saying this. Yeah. It was, it was this one person, uh, and, 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 and that, and that one person only. And I will not say that about my town. And, and that, that song, I wrote it in 1993. Uh, it that yeah, that's still many years after I was there, but I was still so traumatized by what had happened to me there that I wasn't really thinking about Tappan, North Dakota, as a town. I was only thinking about that one person. I apologize for uh for characterizing that town in the way that I did. In um, in doing this, I want to talk a little bit on midfield. You know. I wouldn't say growing up Medfield just I was just wronged by one person, you know. I I would say that um that community really hurt me, you know. Um I think growing up like I was really very very hurt by them. And um but what I would say about everyone who's my age there is almost every single one of those people has now grown as a person. 
and like they are accepting of their children being queer they're accepting of they you know they reach out to me for support sometimes if their child is queer they they as adults are just beautiful people and i'm very proud of like every one of them for growing growing up they did make my life a little hell but you know their bullying exists and it happens and it happens in every town um and i you know i was you know one of those people they bullied but i i'm very very proud of my town you know like the day that I, uh, the 10 year reunion, I didn't go for obvious reasons, but mostly actually just because I was broke. But, um, <laughs> but it was like 10 years and I'm still broke. I have to work at the strip club tonight. But they came on, like the popular kids, even like the kids who bullied me, they came on to say, like, not as someone who actually bullied me said it, but like, you know, her friends had bullied me, like, came on to say, like, we all wish, like, the, the reunion was at Pumps Brooklyn tonight, you mm. know? And so, I really think like they've really grown as people and um, I'm, you know, I'm really proud of them because it shows me people can really change, you know. Was, uh, was, was there a lot of queer acceptance? Oh, absolutely not. It, it was the type of thing where my glasses were stolen from my, um, from my, like, like from a locked locker, glasses were stolen like and broken and like, um, from my friend and the the superintendent blamed it on him he wasn't even out but like on him acting queer you know looking queer like you know if he didn't wear scarves and didn't draw attention to himself like that oh because a scarf is definitely a reason your glasses get broken and i don't blame the kids here this is what i'm trying to say like the kids the kids have all grown up to be amazing adults you know i blame i bl- blame the administration I blame the administration and I, as somebody who used to teach, like I blame the administration and the teachers in that school. You know, I, that is who I blame. There was no way in the world that I was going to be able to, that anyone at Tappan, North Dakota could have known. I, I could not have come out there. I could not have told people who I was. I could not tell people that I was bisexual. No way in the world, not in, the not in the middle of North Dakota, this very small town, 1979, 78, 79. Uh, I it would not have gone well for me. And in yeah. fact, that's and, what like I shouldn't have done it. Like, and I didn't really come out, but I like led the Gay Straight Alliance. I, you know, I sort of like came out. You know what I mean? Like, you're leading the Gay Straight Alliance. You're a little gay, probably. Um, and, but I there's just always been this fire in me and something I also will say about my, like I got like one eighth of the school or one quarter, either one quarter or one eighth of the school to join in on that day silence with me, even though there was so much resentment and hate towards gays. I got like, I just, I went around telling them you're not going to be on the right side of history for long. And they believed me. Isn't it good being on a safe space radio right now? It is good. It It is good. It is good. I'm going to tell you something I did in North Dakota that I'm so, that I have feelings about negatively towards myself. There was one boy in my class who was effeminate and I was very unkind to him. I was very unkind to him. Because you were afraid they would find out about you. Because I was afraid they'd find out about me. Yeah. No, that's like sometimes I will say the people who are, are actually queer like when I see somebody being like um, on TV, like get being exceptionally gay hating, I just say like faggot because like that's that's like the number one faggot right there. Like 
I can tell you <laughs> from my own experience, you know, admitting right now, you know, in high school in Tappan, North Dakota, me being not, not, I, I didn't, you know, get physical. I didn't, you know, hurt him physically, but I, I, I was not nice to him. I called out his, his, his being effeminate and might have, I'm sure I used some words that, that were, that were cruel and and hurtful to him and it was only because of my own sexuality it was only because i knew i was bisexual it was only because i was hating on myself uh and and 99% of the time it probably is that like honestly yeah not like 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 there's no other reason to hate on gays except you're afraid like there's no other reason like why is it threatening to you because you're afraid you like to suck dick too yeah and People often, they're like, why do you call it homophobia? I'm not fucking scared of faggots. Yeah, you're you're scared of the homosexual that you are. Yeah. That's what you're scared of. That's the phobia. Wow. Getting deep. I don't know if it's like deep or if that's just like calling, calling people out. Okay. Uh, <laughs> LaRocco, La I don't know if you're listening, but you said that LaRocco is my biggest fan. Goes by another name. My, I said my biggest fan, Larocco. I know who you're talking about. I, I didn't. Um, so I saw her at the at the. Actually, reunion. I did call her your biggest yeah. fan, but I also I called her, her my biggest fan because she actually like has. Um, David thinks he knows her, but he doesn't even know that Larocco is actually a girl. Like he actually thinks. I don't want to say the other name because yeah, I think she's I, trying to keep Because I think she's trying separate. to keep it separate. But she actually thinks that the other name is like the person and like but he's trying to pretend to have met her. But I know like I know for a fact that like it's that and so it's so funny because it just shows me David's a fucking liar. She looked wonderful, she looked beautiful, she was radiant, she had all that energy. She's so much like who I knew back then. It was wonderful to see her. And she did say she said I've seen Remedy 20 or 30 times. That's a movie that I have a three-minute part in. <laughs> but if she's seen it 20 or 30 times, like, she's obviously seen you. What's that? She's, yeah, well, she's, she's obviously seen you. Yeah, I mean, she mentioned it because I'm in the movie. That That's why she watches, why she saw it 20 or 30 times for, for my little three-minute part. And it was, a, it was a pretty good part. But, yeah, I, I agree now. She, she's got to be my biggest fan if she's seen Remedy 20 One day, or 30 she, times. She wanted to come for, see us, at and, and she wasn't able to make it, but she wanted to come see us at the... Um, but he had like would believe something somebody said about her and was a little bit like scared. Somebody had called her like something and he, he, he assumed it was true. So he didn't want, mostly I think he just didn't like her affiliation with David, which wasn't very strong because David, but like, um, mostly he was just very scared of David, which we all should remain scared of David. Yes. But she's not affiliated with David anymore either. She stopped her affiliation with David actually before I stopped my affiliation with David. She was coming on to tell me like, this man we can't trust um but she somebody had said some things and then then she was also talking to david so he just assumed this was some like big david scheme you know and because david was like the the scene drug dealer yeah that's 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 his um role but he used to wrongfully drug people on acid didn't tell them about it and you'd have people running around acid um on your did, did you know that part 
I knew that there was a lot of fucking drugs going on. In yeah, that so he room. was wrongfully putting people on acid, not telling them they were on acid, running around. He thought this was funny because he'd like pick people who were like assholes, but like it's still happening like at your show. Yeah, and I have to deal with it. You have to deal with it, yeah. Yeah, uh, I, I don't smoke that much anymore, but I love marijuana. I loved it so much back then. And but you couldn't the, smoke it at your show because everybody's putting fucking crack in it. I had to be <laughs> sober. I had I could not party until the show was over. Yeah, because you might have been given anything. Like, I've heard the stories. Yeah, and the show wasn't over until two, between 2 and 4 in the morning. This thing went from 8 p.m. till... Two to four in the morning every Sunday. You know, I wanted to tell you I could do these open mics, but I can't. You can't. Yeah, you could. But I could do it, but I don't want to. You be don't sober want to. That now, now that you hear more about like what I had to do. No, I just heard sober <laughs> from eight to four, and I was like, and I was like, I was like, I know Tom Tenney like gave me that job. Remember to that day, Tom Tenney was like, "You're gonna do it," and I was like, "No, maybe if Calvin helped, maybe if Calvin helped, and he took like the later half." <laughs> so I could get fucked up the second half. I was, you know, I I knew I had to do my job, but like when I smelled just the best marijuana I had ever smelled in my life, week after week, and I had to turn it down week after week. Oh my god! See, but you're, you're useless on marijuana. I'm actually useful on marijuana, but I just worry we would attract the same sort of fans, and like also I would we be accidentally given crack when I'm smoking marijuana. Which has happened to me once. <laughs> and then I told Francis, everybody in New York's probably tried crack. And he I'm was not, like... I'm not useless on marijuana. I, I can write some awesome things you, you when just, I smoke you just, weed. You just but I'm not, talked but over I'm not going to be... You just sorry. talked over to me admitting I did crack. Go ahead. So I was given crack accidentally. That's it. That's the story. <laughs> <laughs> and like, but... This is why I was hanging out with the homeless people for a little while. And I thought that was really like insightful. And I was learning a lot until I accidentally got given crack. And now I'm not going to hang out with the homeless people anymore. As much. <laughs> we have less than two minutes. Don't do crack, kids. Crack is whack. Crack actually really, as it turns out, is whack. I tried it and I did not like it at all. So I heard crack is whack my whole life, especially because I'm a big Keith Haring fan. But... It turns out crack is, in fact, whack. Um, and I did not get arrested on crack either, though. I, I actually found the, like, Jamaicans, like, I think, that, you know, who sell books. And I asked them if they could I could sit with them, and they, like, like lured me back to life. Like, they, they actually really helped me. So if you accidentally get given crack, find black people and run away from the white kids who gave it to you. In Washington Square Park. Run away from the white kids giving you crack. <laughs> Good advice. <laughs> always the fucking white kids <laughs> i am going to win powerball tonight so that's about 600 million dollars but i'm still going to come back here next week because i love you folks well this is a volunteer job so we like uh we always come back because we love them and uh thank you lucas so much for being here for making it uh, a fun and insightful hour for me sorry for being absent last week that's that's totally fine. That's all right. We we were we, prepping for the wedding. You had you had wedding preps to do. You had stuff to do. Uh, thank you all for listening. We really appreciate having our listeners. We hope you had fun. If you had a hard week, we hope you made it a little little better for this hour. And if you had a good week, I'm really glad. And please come back next week, and show yourself some love 
and show some love to others.